It's time for Love Talk with the lovelies, Kathy and Carrie. Love talking today about healthy contributions to society. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater, and it is a beautiful day here in Central Texas on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. I am so Thankful to have my beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, in studio with me today. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Coach Kerry. There's something special about being able to sit across from each other and see your gorgeous face, especially after such an intense spring with so much going on. You know, I think throughout Central Texas and throughout our nation, really, we've been seeing God do amazing things and equipping so many people, so raising up so much incredible leadership and We've been going through this series on health, and I mean, I just loved it. It was your idea to start this series um, during the spring, and so we've been in this series uh, for a few weeks now, and we've been talking about healthy relationships, healthy marriage, healthy dads, healthy sexuality. Boy, that was a spicy show. Spicy, spicy. Um, And I think that one of the things that has really impacted me is that being healthy means that you're going to have a healthy impact mm-hmm. and we all need to be having an impact right where we're at. I mean, mm-hmm. I think our nation is in desperate need for it. Our family is in desperate need for it. Our communities, our churches, we can't sit back and just suck in oxygen anymore. We need to step out and have a, a healthy voice and engage in a healthy way and um, just use those gifts and equipping and those incredible godly passions that God has just wired into us to step in and make a healthy impact right where we're at. And so we're going to be talking today with a special guest, and we're just excited to share her with you. You know, no matter where she has been, she's never sat back and just let life pass her by. She has mm-hmm. stepped in to make a healthy impact right where she is, whether it's been in uh, Europe and Austria and Germany, right back here in the United States. There's always been something that she has stepped into um, to have a healthy impact in those around her, just doing fun, fun things, sometimes <laughs> like marionetting and puppeteering um, and more recently writing. So I'm I'm looking forward to sharing her with everyone. You know, Kathy, this series on health has been awesome. And I know that we've talked about this weeks ago, but I just can't get it out of my mind. You know, when we were sitting at the governor's prayer breakfast, we're in a room of 500 people. And you said this and it cracked me up. You said, you know, when you're starving, even, you know, a yucky hamburger tastes good. Um, But I think people were just starving for community. And that really impacts our mental health. Mm-hmm. And during this pandemic, you know, I just kept thinking how people um, were struggling with their mental health. You know, uh, suicides were on the rise during the pandemic, uh, drug use on the rise during the pandemic, alcohol abuse. And you know, we just need community so badly. And so this series on health has been timely uh, because we're <laughs> we're really looking at the whole picture, um, financial health, spiritual health, mental health, physical health, relational health. I mean, so many things. Um, the Lord created us to not only be in community, but he created us um, to be healthy. And it just encompasses so many things. And so I love what we've been doing. And our listeners can go to our archives at Love Talk Network and find all of our archive shows there, programs there about health. And it's just been a fantastic series. And it's going to continue to be a fantastic series. Well, one of the things that, you know, you look back, you go, okay, what good things came out of this horrible, horrible last year of this pandemic? And Mm -hmm. I think that the pandemic really exposed what was unhealthy. I mean, we saw so many churches that were just so quick to close, but very slow to open. Mm -hmm. We saw so many relationships that um, just kind of dissipated into nothingness. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw relationships that when you introduced some difficult conversations, they couldn't even withstand those difficult Mm -hmm. conversations. We saw teenagers who, because they weren't, healthy, 
that as soon as you removed that social connection at school, it was just a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. spiral. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, friends, I think that as soon as we can identify something that is unhealthy, we can be so encouraged because God is showing us, hey, you can get healthy there. We can uh, stop uh, gulping down those McDonald's hamburgers because we're starving and, and they taste good when you're starving. But when you're healthy, you're not going to want those anymore. Right. And whatever that, you know, whatever that that junk food or fast food or whatever that is that you are kind of stuffing in your mind or, or um, stuffing in your life or stuffing in your belly to fill something, an area of your life that's not healthy, we can stop doing that and we can start looking at what how how do we get health? And so one of the things that I love is we get health straight away from God's word. I mean, we know mm-hmm. we know that the spirit has good things for us. Well, and one of our previous guests, Dr. Carol, you know, she made it a point to tell us many times, you know, it's never too late. You know, you start thinking, well, OK, but, um, you know, it's already it's already June. Ugh, some of that years halfway over. I'll just wait till next year. No, don't wait. Or but Carrie, I'm already 75 years old. You know, I, I, it's too late for me. No, it's not. It's never too late. And our our beautiful, beautiful mentor, Miss Evelyn, would tell you the same thing. I mean, she's 90 years old and that. Oh, my goodness. And she never quit. Kathy, you and I just spend our time trying to keep up with Miss Evelyn. And so she's not with us today. Um, just, uh, But she'll be back next week. And uh, we're so thankful for that. But, you know, that's kind of been her motto her whole life. You know, it's and never too late. It, and it's never too late. And, and, you know, I love what I love about Miss Evelyn now is that she has gone from a position where she is driving events and organizing events Mm -hmm. and bringing about events and connecting people to now she is encouraging Mm -hmm. people, sharing wisdom with people, Mm -hmm. helping them to um, take on some new events and projects that God has for them. And so there's so many ways that we can have a healthy impact. And I think a great way to start with a healthy impact is a good word. And I Mm -hmm. love that every single program we have is always founded in a good word, our key verse. And so today that key verse comes straight out of 1 Timothy 1, um, verse 12, and it is this. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. And, you know, I think that speaks to each of us is that um, Christ says, you are worthy. It is not too late. I have purpose for right where you're at. And um, I trust um, I trust that you can step out and do this thing that I'm equipping you to do. Well, he, you know, he calls us to do things and he will equip us when he calls us to yeah. do those, th- those things. A lot of times we think, Lord, I can't do this. I, what, what? But when when he calls you to do something, he will equip you to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about Miss Evelyn so much. You're exactly right. You know, she's now sharing her wisdom. And um, it's just a beautiful thing to watch her continue to serve Jesus. Uh, always, yeah. always, always, always. It's the first thing on her mind is how can I serve Jesus? How can I help people? She's 90. And I, I tell you, Kathy, and I know she does this to you too, every time I see her. Well, if I can help you in any way, yes. just let me know. Just let me know. Um, always wanting to serve. Now, Kathy, you've had a big week. Your middle daughter has just graduated high school. Yeah. And you had the whole family out. You had all the all the festivities. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I, you know, I think it's it was so much fun. Celebrations are always better the more people you have. I mean, <laughs> you, you do reach that point where you're just like, okay, I wish there weren't quite so many people. But... When they're people that love you and are mm-hmm. cheering for you mm-hmm. and um, that are just pouring out on you, that is a fun celebration. Mm-hmm. And so we we did have my mom and dad come out, and that's Grandpa Grizz and Granny. <laughs> that's what we call them. And oh, my, star. Um, my mom doesn't exactly like Granny, you know, but I, it just kind of ended up being her name. I'm like, well, <laughs> you're kind of stuck with it, Mom. But we had aunties and uncles and cousins and, and all come out to up to Boise, Idaho, and had a really fun time. I'm just celebrating that 
um, you know, 12 years of commitment to doing the hard work. And, you know, Jordan, we have all of our kiddos in in a classical Christian education, which is a phenomenal education. They learn how to speak and how to think. They learn logic and they everyone does a junior thesis and a senior thesis. So they're so well prepared for success in life. And so just celebrating the hard work that she's really put into the last 12 years of her schooling, it was it was a lot of fun. And now there's a lot of celebration going on in your house because your kiddos just finished. Finally done with school. Yes, June the 4th. Yesterday was our last day of school and my kids have been ready for weeks. Um, Yeah, we had to add another week to school because of just all the things that happened and we had to shut down the school for a week because of COVID. And then we had, of course, the crazy ice apocalypse here in Texas. That was ridiculous. (laughs) And so we had to shut down school for a week. Um, And so they added a a week to school. But yes, finally done. And uh, my kids are excited for the summer and looking forward to spending time with family. They're both working, um, but definitely looking forward to uh, them spending some time with the grandparents and the cousins and all of that just some downtime. So, um, well, Kathy, tell us about our guest today. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited to uh, welcome this amazing gal into the studio. You know, she was originally, she was an Air Force pilot for eight years. So she traveled around Europe. And in talking with her, she moved Thirty an Air Force wife, an Air Force wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An Air okay. Force wife, <laughs> an Air Force wife, and uh, and she has been she has moved thirty four times. I, I just think, I mean, I've moved what like maybe seven times in my life, and I was like, that was that was six times too many. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, she always has such an incredible smile on her on her face. She has been a professional marionette puppeteer, and which I mean, not just working with the puppets, but building the puppets, directing the programs, making the costumes, recording the scripts, and singing, which uh, I covet a little bit. I've always wanted to be able to have a decent singing voice, and God has just not gifted me with that. And uh, then she thought, you know what? I I always want to write. I have all these incredible stories in my mind. And so she has written not one, two, or three short stories, but 72 short Mm. stories Christian romance, historical romance, children's books, um, and she is 75 years old. And instead of looking back and saying, you know what, I've, I've done everything I've wanted to do, and I'm just going to sit on my porch and relax now, uh, she just keeps pressing in and continuing to write and to bless um, her grandchildren. She has three grandchildren, three great-grandchildren. I think her daughter has been very faithful. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she lives right here in Shirts, Texas. Hello to all of our listeners in Shirts. That's right outside of San Antonio. We're great to have you with us. Well, we would love to welcome to the program LaVon Thompson. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Uh, you mentioned several things that I can relate to. Um, the passion, for one thing. I have a passion for writing, not as much, actually more than the passion I had for puppetry. But I learned that from a friend, and so I did that with a friend, and it was, it was a learning experience. This was something that just came out of the blue that God gave me, and He gave me two or three, sometimes four stories a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And it just kept coming, and I believe that they glorify God. That was my first intention. I wrote a biography about a, a, a woman who was, is 93 now. And got started that way, but uh, it just grew from there, and I and now it's a business and a career. But I wanted to mention very quickly also uh, about the pandemic. Um, my daughter, who's with me today, uh, and her husband both had COVID, mm-hmm. and but God preserved all of us. I stayed negative, and they were negative after two weeks, and they oh, had wow. no symptoms. So, oh, wow. but they were in situations and and uh, uh, employment that that uh, made them essential. She was a uh, general manager of a restaurant, and he's and he sells houses. So, so they were exposed, but God mm-hmm. kept us. That, oh, praise the Lord. Well, I love that. I love that you say that you know God would give you four stories a week, yet you still had to put 
pen to paper and you had mm-hmm. to get those stories down. Mm-hmm. Well, friends, we are just at the end of our first segment. We have so many questions for you, Levon. We just want to talk about this life of adventure, these stories that you've written and how you just continue to press in. And when you say yes to God, uh, you don't just do it in an airy-fairy way, but you take action and you have such a positive, healthy impact um, with those around you. Friends, we are going to hear from our sponsors. We just appreciate them. They keep us on the air. They're going to want to be your friends as they are our friends. And uh, listen to them. And if you can use their businesses, we trust them. You can trust them. And we will be back with you right after a word from our sponsors right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You have found the love ladies. We're one love lady short today. Um, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and I'm in studio with Kathy Enderbrock. And we know that Miss Evelyn is listening today. She is just not with us. <laughs> we miss her when she's not here. We do. She adds a little bit of a spunk to the conversation. And I always think, you know, I need to bring one of her acrostics just to share with the audience because she always introduces such a simple and deep uh, principle every single time we come together. And uh, we miss her, but we, we love her. And Miss Evelyn, hello. We just say hi to you this morning, and we just thank you for all of your words of encouragement to us. Absolutely. In studio today, we have LaVon Thompson, and she is, has written... 72 short stories and uh, Christian romance, uh, historical romance, children's books, and has led a very, very interesting life, yet she is still making a healthy contribution and finding ways to make healthy contributions uh, to those around her. Now, LaVon, um, if Miss Evelyn were here, the first question she always asks everyone that we have in studio is, how did you come to know that Jesus loved you? Well, that is an interesting uh, question. I was eight years old when I accepted Christ. Of course, there are things that I didn't understand at that time, and I was baptized at 12 and understood a little bit more. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, when I was eight years old, I was able to be used as an instrument for the healing of another child. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be my gift for life. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand it all. I just knew that he had a broken leg and and this child. And we I prayed for him. His parents didn't didn't believe and so so no one else was praying. My mother was in the next room. But when I prayed for him I was so fervent in my prayer that I cried with him. Mm-hmm. And he was screaming. He didn't even know I was there really, I think I think, but um but he was healed, and at that time, doctors came to the house, and when he got there, he said, I'm a busy man. He was very angry, angry you know, and he was um, saying that he was brought there for no reason because the child was, was perfect. Oh, my and goodness. And nothing was wrong with him, So, and he was up playing and running. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is quite a story. <laughs> yeah. So at eight years old, you knew that Jesus loved mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, is that because you had attended church? Um, I had just started attending church. That mm-hmm. was the first. My mother was um, this particular religion, and she and uh, we just didn't go to church before then because there wasn't a church there in town uh, that was that religion. And, and when I say religion, I don't mean religiosity. Mm-hmm. I just mean it happened to be a certain a denomination, certain church, a denomination. Certain denomination. Okay. right? And so um, I started at eight years old, and and uh, that was such a new experience to me. I didn't know a lot of things, and it was it kind of blew my mind when I was when I I prayed and something happened. I just couldn't believe that. I just thought I thought that uh, that God was so busy and big, and I heard things like that. And of course, my mother did tell me opposite. Things. Mm-hmm. She told me uh, that that God was good and loving, and, and that He was our Father, and that mm-hmm. Jesus was. I we I had learned some things, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, a time of of learning and um, a time of surprise. Actually, uh, our minister died at 32. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he had cancer, and so that was an experience that we didn't quite know how to take mm-hmm. because it was a very small church. And he was so wonderful. But now I've written a story about him. Ah, well, the, see, the Lord continues to yeah. use you and your experiences. Yeah. 
um, that's just beautiful. Well, I love that you, I mean, you've just done so much. You talk about when you were in um, Europe that you were a uh, military wife for mm-hmm. eight years in Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I, I know it, it's easy when your husband is, is going off and you're kind of at home and you're in a foreign country. You just think, I don't, I don't speak the language. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to maybe go to the grocery store and I'm going to come back mm-hmm. home. But you kind of got involved right where you were at and you went and got involved in uh, puppeteering mm-hmm. and marionettes and so how when you just are at home and feeling like I'm just not I'm just going to stay here. I don't really know what to do. What gets you on your feet and out of the house? Mm-hmm. Well, my friend that I mentioned who taught me the puppetry um, was doing it in Europe and for all the Air Force and Army bases. And her husband was involved. Her whole family was involved. And so when I started doing shows with her, I got interested in it. And as I said, it's, it was, to a degree, the passion that I have for writing. But um, with her, she was so inspirational. And as I mentioned, she's, I might have mentioned she's uh, 89 now. Mm-hmm. And still inspiring people, still uh, encouraging. She's, you know, she, she lost her husband five months ago. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't, she doesn't focus on that. She focuses on what she can do as Miss Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that she does this, that um, that they want to be an inspiration, and they are, mm-hmm. and they know that. So um, that's partly why, why I did. I got involved with her uh, activities. But also my ex-husband was um, very good at what he did. He was uh, uh, one point away from making Airman of the Year for all of the Army and Air Force bases, and he missed that point because his father was dying and he had to go to the States. Oh, wow. So he wasn't able to meet the board. So I was proud of him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and proud of his accomplishments. And he just kept going and had second jobs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was uh, it was just a natural thing for me mm-hmm. to, to do things. And also I've always appreciated God. I've always um, known that Jesus was there in a personal way and that uh, he cared about everything about us. And I didn't want to take that for granted. Mm-hmm. So I was able to uh, find things, as you mentioned, just find things that I w- could be passionate about. So I love that. I'd love that you say that you had this friend that just kind of encouraged you. And I think that's so important that, you know, um, Paul says that we are never to um, stop meeting together. We're mm-hmm. never to give up gathering together. And, I mean, I think that's one of the things that we've seen over this last year, the difference in our lives, what happens when we stop meeting Mm -hmm. together. And Mm -hmm. so I am just looking forward to seeing an explosion in God's church as people begin coming together, Mm -hmm. seeing that we need one another, and then encouraging each other. And so I love, LaVon, that you reach out and encourage individuals in your writing. You are that person to mm-hmm. let them know they can overcome adversity. Um, and there's there's one book, I'm trying to remember, um, where you, there is a, um, I, I think it's in Learning to Overcome. You, you have a 25 short story collection mm-hmm. book um, for children about overcoming adversity, overcoming low Mm self-esteem. And the first story is about a twin who becomes Mm -hmm. paralyzed Mm -hmm. and, and yet his twin brother excels in their chosen sport Mm -hmm. of running track. And so you explore how this, how this brother, his name is Pete, how he copes with that extreme adversity. And you look at God's hand in his life as well as his twin's life who does strive to excel in running. And so I've, when, when you are encouraging, and I especially love that you want to encourage children, what would your message be to children and youth today who are struggling with low self-esteem or facing adversity? Just to know that Jesus is always there and that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, um, you know, it's, um, it's not always necessary for us to know what his plan is or even his timing but to know that he's there and that he cares. And uh, with low self-esteem, one of the things that happens to people, and children especially, is that they talk 
negative talk to to themselves. Mm-hmm. And God has a, a much higher opinion of us. Mm-hmm. And if we can see ourselves, and children understand this concept, that Jesus sees us, God our Father sees us uh, in a special way and sees us as special individuals and that we don't have any reason to be down on ourselves or feel inferior. So, And I would like to mention quickly that um, <clears throat> the story of, uh, for Pete's sake, it's, it's called, uh, is about twins, as you mentioned. It's about uh, one twin saying, for, uh, for Pete's sake, he, he started, a, he coined a phrase, for Pete's sake, mm-hmm. that he was doing what he was doing. He was excelling at, at the sport. And he was in high school. They were in high school. And, uh, and, and they actually, um, they actually, he actually went to the, na- the Nationals. And he was, I'm going to give the, the, you're going to give the, the ending, ending gonna, away. Yeah, the, uh-huh. I, I want to okay. do that this time because, because actually, um, that might encourage people to read the other stories and to appreciate this particular story. It's, it's one of the things that, um, I definitely believe God gave me. Uh, the twin that was healthy was um, going to the nationals, and he was ahead of the the other runners. And just as he went across the the finish line, he grabbed his uh, twin's wheelchair and uh-huh. ran it across the finish line, so that his twin was actually ahead of him. And his twin hadn't since his accident ha- had not uh, been able to raise his arms. He wasn't able to speak. But he put one finger up to show that he was backing his, he was uh, appreciating uh, his brother for being number one. And then as as the audience reacted to that, he raised his arm completely up and, and pointing to God, mm-hmm. to appreciate mm-hmm. God. And so the, the announcer <laughs> was so surprised at this that he, he was saying, um, uh, sports fans, can you believe, can you believe these twins? Can you? Can, um, he got the gold medal, of a world's record, and um, and his last comment was, "For Pete's sake." <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I love that you, in in a lot of your stories you have surprise endings mm-hmm. or or kind of t- unexpected twisted endings. I remember in uh, the Blue Rose that you wrote, which mm-hmm. was a a Christian romance, and showing some of the tension between. Um, a couple that came together despite um, uh, different uh, backgrounds, mm-hmm. very conflicting backgrounds. Uh, the gentleman came from an Orthodox Jewish background, and, and the girl came from a Christian background. And you have a, just a fun twist ending in there. Why, why do you like surprise endings? Have you had some uh, surprise endings in your own life? Well, particularly uh, the writing. That was a surprise <laughs> Because I had just come back from a trip to Iowa and California to see my family. And when I got back, it wasn't like I didn't have anything to do. I had a lot of televisions to watch. <laughs> a lot of television. <laughs> I was so bored. I was fun. so bored. Of course, of course. <laughs> and so I, this just came to me. And, and the whole thing is from God, I believe. Not only the stories, not only the, the words, but how they're going to touch people's lives. And that was my purpose, but um, it was something that I didn't expect. I wasn't. I, years ago, I wrote uh, a few short stories, many years ago, and some poetry. But I never thought I'd have it as a career, and so this was a, a surprise. And I say a surprise ending because this is toward the end of my my life. Not that I any, am going to die anytime soon. I'm going to be like Miss Evelyn. That's right. Hey, she wrote a book at 88. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's, think that's so. right. The love, love yeah. walking and the love, love talking. talking yeah. Right? Uh-huh. yeah. Well, so you, you, you have competition there, Levon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure, you have something to strive for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's precious the way these stories are written and um, they're joyful and they give us all hope. And I think that's something that's so missing from so many people's lives is just hope and a way to reach out to one another. Um, In one of your short stories in Learning to Overcome, um, there's some children in this story, and the children are learning valuable lessons um, to watch out for each other, to Mm -hmm. say kind things, 
and most of all, that prayer really works. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, about the prayer when you were eight years old with mm-hmm. uh, the young one of your friends, the young man, um, and his leg. Has there been another time in your life that you've just um, really understood or, or a time in your life that you've been able to encourage someone else that prayer really works? Well, I've told this story many times through the years uh, that when I was three years old, I, I technically drowned. Oh. Yes, and I was in a river. And I, uh, my father had taken us over to uh, a drop-off, and he said, he said, the water only, is only up to your waist now. But look where it's darker. If it, when it's darker, it means it's deeper, and don't go near it. Well, I was only three and a half years old, mm-hmm. and I, I said yes, Daddy, and I, and, you know, but I didn't understand. I really didn't. And he, he always was proud of his children and always thought they could accomplish anything, and so he thought that I would understand, but I didn't. Uh, but I, I started in my three-year-old logic. I thought, is it also colder? <laughs> <laughs> so I put my foot in, and of course I couldn't feel a difference in temperature. So I put my leg in. And I went into a under a, a cliff, oh. and and I was face down in the water, uh, unconscious. When he found me, he, he he realized I was gone immediately. He was in an inner tube. He had many relatives, and they were all mm-hmm. in inner tubes. And I was trying to struggle to get to the surface when I first went under, and I thought that I was. I thought they were long white fish. It was their legs dangling from the. Yeah, and I saw the light disappearing as I was going under the ledge, and I had that experience. And so for so many years, I said, my mother, when I when I came to, uh, my mother was praying, save my baby, save my baby. Mm -hmm. Well, she had a six month old baby that was the reason she took her eyes off off me, Mm -hmm. because she, you know, at that time they had real pins for for diapers. Yeah, (laughs) she had to watch what she was doing. So she was so she had another baby, but she called me at three, you know. That mm-hmm. I was her baby as well, and she was praying, and and of course I was fine. I I came mm-hmm. out of it. Um, another time, uh, a few years later, several years later, my mother uh, had broken her hand and had it in a cast, and she, they prayed. She felt the swelling go down, and she pulled her hand out of the cast, mm-hmm. and she had to work at it, of course, to do that. <laughs> but she, many years later, when she passed away, she never had. Uh, any kind of repercussions, any any rather any uh, arthritis or or uh, problems with it, but I wouldn't recommend that to everyone. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. That's that's, that's not doctor's orders mm-hmm. for sure. Um, that's so neat. Uh, you know that you remember. I mean, three. You remember that? I remember the taste of the water, the color, wow. the sound of the bubbling voices above me, and yeah. you remember your mom praying. I do. Wow. That's so impactful. Yeah. Kathy, I know you've told us many times that you had a, a, a praying grandmother mm-hmm. that prayed over you guys all mm-hmm. the time and how impactful that has been to your life, even to this day. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I think that that is probably the greatest gift that we can give our grandchildren is for them to, uh, one, for us to pray for them, no mm-hmm. matter where they are, what they're going through, what the distance mm-hmm. is. But then also to pray with them. Mm-hmm. And if if they haven't learned how to pray from their mom and dad, they can learn how to pray from us. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there is something about prayer. And I, and I think, you know, LaVon, one of the things that I love in these three lessons <clears throat> that these children learn, you say that they have to watch out for each other, say kind things. And most of all, they learn that prayer really works. And one of the things that I love about prayer is that when we are going to God in prayer, when we are bringing him our concerns, when we are bringing him, um, when we are entering into that relationship with him, it makes us kinder people. Mm -hmm. It makes us people who do want to watch out for others. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think that God links all of these things, you know, faith and hope and love. Somehow those happen more easily when we are in a praying relationship Mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. And so I love, LaVon, like with your experiences, you show, look, 
miraculous things happen when we mm-hmm. pray. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, there is no nothing more miraculous than a completely transformed mm-hmm. heart mm-hmm. that goes from bitterness to joy that um, goes from a a complaining spirit to uh, someone who is just encouraging in every word that they speak. And um, but I I love it. We need to teach our children exactly what you're saying. Watch out for each other. Say kind things. Mm -hmm. And most of all, know and live a life that 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 believes prayer really works Mm because it 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 certainly does. yeah, I uh, I wrote a, a story called Redemption as well. It was a fiction. I wrote mostly fiction stories, fictional. And um, this character named James was um, a very bad man. He actually hated everything Christian. Uh, he uh, was unfaithful to his wife. He was an alcoholic. He he, he uh, assaulted a, a a Christian man and was put in jail and became a Christian in jail. Mm. And so... I wrote that because I wanted to put a lot of scriptures in that would support and the plan of salvation into the story <coughs> that would support uh, the transformation that can happen in people's lives. And sometimes it's a process; so it isn't always instantaneous. Mm-hmm. But in his case, it was it was pretty instantaneous. Plus, it was a process. Plus, he went through uh, a time of <coughs> excuse me of uh, backsliding which happens to a lot of Christians and new Christians because Satan is after us and he's mm-hmm. particularly Christian. So, Well, uh, you know, Scripture tells us that Satan comes <coughs> in to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, every single thing in his quiver is filled with destruction, is absolutely filled with destruction. And so what a neat story that you've written because we can all identify with that, not necessarily about being a bad a bad person mm-hmm. or you know assaulting someone, but just sin in our life that comes in to um, to destroy things, to destroy relationships, to destroy marriages, to destroy um, you know job jobs, and and we have to continue to keep our eyes on the Lord. Uh, so what a neat story. That one's called Redemption, mm-hmm. Redemption. Um, and now, LaVon, you said that you have grandkids and great-grandkids, yes. um, <laughs> and you're making a healthy impact on these kids. What are your, what are some of your favorite things to do with these grandkids? Talking about Jesus, of course. <laughs> That's with my great-grandchildren. They're, uh, Six and ten, seven, he just turned seven, uh, and ten. And so they have a lot of questions. Yeah. And there are things that they don't understand. Their mother is a new Christian. And so there are things that she doesn't understand. So mm-hmm. I talk to her. She's, that's my granddaughter. And my grandson still lives at home. He's 27 now. Um, but he has a lot of questions. And actually, sometimes he surprises me and warms my heart because he, he has some insight. He's not yet a Christian, but I think that's just a matter of time. Well, mm-hmm. isn't it? amazing when our kids, grandkids, great-grandkids start asking us the hard things, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I have teenagers, and that's where we are in our house, and they're not afraid to ask us the hard things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important to ask the hard things Mm -hmm. um, because if you just take everything at, at, you know, with what you've been told or what's Mm -hmm. technically supposed to be, you know, then you don't really hide things in your heart. Mm-hmm. And when our kids are asking and grandkids are asking these hard questions, it's because they want to hide it in their heart. They really want to know the answer. When you're studying a subject, you want to dive in. You want to know all the things. Mm-hmm. That's the same way with Jesus. When we're mm-hmm. studying Jesus, when we want to get to know him, we want to dive into everything, even the hard things, things we don't understand, things we don't get. And asking a person that's been there, that's wise, that that can articulate to us and can can mentor us through things is incredibly important. I love that. You're one of our favorite things to do is talk about Jesus. Well, one of the things I want to chat with you as well about, and I know we're towards the end of our first segment, is the process that um you know, we we're talking about this this um the fictional Christian book that you wrote called Redemption about that young man who uh, hates Christians and he ends up going to jail for assaulting a Christian 
and yet he becomes a Christian in jail himself. And and when you were commenting about that, you said, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. these things happen all of a sudden, like you hear the gospel, you receive the gospel, and it just kind of explodes in your heart. You know it's true in your spirit. And you you accept that that um, Jesus is the the Son of God that He did die for your sins that you are a sinner but that He offers you that gift of salvation, and then other times it is a process. And I think no one understands process more than an author <laughs> because you have this idea for a book and you start writing and it is a process and you go through editing and trying to bring everything together. And so I think that um, faithfulness is the mark of an author. And I love that Christ is the author and perfecter of our faith. He understands the process and he is faithful through that process. And I'd like to talk with you more, LaVon, about process when we come back in the third segment. Friends, you are going to want to stick with us. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn about process and faithfulness and who the author of our life is. We'll be right back with you right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkater, sending out lots of love to our First Lady of Love, uh, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. Looking forward to having her back in studio with us in just a couple weeks. She's having a little bit of fun this <laughs> Well, we are talking, we are in our health series, and today talking with um, author LaVon Thompson about making a healthy impact. Uh, at age 75, you have written 72 short stories, mm-hmm. such an incredible life. Uh, friends, if you have missed this, you're going to want to go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com so that you can go back and, and uh, just uh, listen to the first two segments, hear a little bit about some of the things this gal has been up to across the last 75 years. Well, when we went out in our second segment, LaVon, we were talking about process. Um, we uh, reflected a little bit on your the short story that you wrote called Redemption uh, about a young man who hates hates Christians and actually goes to jail for assaulting a Christian, and he comes to know Christ in jail. And you made the comment that, you know, sometimes uh, when you hear the gospel and you learn about Christ, something in your spirit, just you receive it and you just know it is the truth. And other times it's a process and you have three grandchildren and three great-grandchildren, and you've seen this be true in their lives, that sometimes it is a process, which means that we need to be faithful. And I truly believe that no one understands the faithfulness that is required through a process like an author. (laughs) And I've learned a lot about this in just writing my own book this last uh, year and a half. I thought it would take six months. I thought it would be easy peasy. I'd written a lot of training manuals before. But nothing quite is like uh, putting together an entire book, taking it from conception and, and and being faithful throughout the entire process. I love that God is the author and perfecter of our faith. Can you give your perspective on 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 process and just a, would you have an encouraging word for our listeners? whether they are college age, middle age, or, or grandma age, as my, my, as my mom calls it. I'm grandma age now. Um, how they can be faithful to the process and have a healthy impact right where they're at today. Yes, it's, it's never too late, as you said earlier. It's never um, a time when we really need to just sit back and do nothing. Um, I happen to be a, a prayer partner in my church. Mm. Um, I'm going to classes for mentorship. So those are hap- happen to be things that my church um, are offering. But, yes, the, the story of uh, redemption is uh, something that happens to a lot of people that they think that there's going to be a miraculous quick change, and they think that um, everything's going to be rosy during that, uh, from our, our conception of, of uh, uh, first becoming a Christian. And it doesn't always happen that way. In fact, uh, in that story... I put him through a time of backsliding because I want people to know that that can happen as well, mm-hmm. that not only is Satan after us, <laughs> but but we are just fallible. We're just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there are things that we haven't learned yet. Uh, we may 
be new at reading the Bible and praying. But he was an alcoholic, and he slipped in that way. But I gave a lot of scriptures in this particular story because I wanted to be able to cover the plan of salvation. It just was, even though it was fiction, uh, the, of course, the script, scriptures are, are real. But, um, but when he backslid, he started to call the, uh, he had ordered some, some liquor, some vodka, and he was going to call the, the store back and order something stronger. Mm. <laughs> and he just was, was slipping. And instead, he called his sponsor. Mm. <laughs> oh, good. And, and he was a Christian, and he, and he said, I didn't intend to call you. I don't know why I called you. Aww. But that's the way God works. He's working behind the scenes. Sometimes we have, we have a song at church that, that uh, talks about or sometimes it, when we don't see him, He's working. Mm-hmm. When we don't feel him, he's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's kind of the along the lines of being an author as well. After publication, uh, there's things like networking and uh, promotion and marketing mm-hmm. and all those things that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you like, I like writing, the writing stories. I like the writing. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but right. those are necessary things too. And God, I, I, I feel like when he's working behind the, screen, the scenes, sometimes there might be things that are not necessarily pleasurable to him, that don't bring him pleasure, mm-hmm. um, that are necessary for us to learn from. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, <coughs> pardon me, I think that uh, <clears throat> that anyone at any age can be useful. And I, I started at a very young age, being able to be used at eight years old, but also just... Uh, the things that I can do at this age, and I don't feel like I'm old. I feel this is <laughs> you're just getting started. A, yeah, you're just getting started. Yeah. that's right. And as an author, that's exactly right, um, uh, because it's only been two years. So, you've written seventy-two stories in two years. In two years, yeah. yeah. Ah, I I guess it. I just thought it was a longer span of time. <laughs> you've been busy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, God gave it to me, and I. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love that that um, we realize we come to this knowledge that it is a process and we have to be patient and we have to be patient with ourselves, too. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said at the very <clears throat> beginning of the program, LaVon, is that um, we have to accept God's view of us. And sometimes we have to let go of our view of us mm-hmm. because Um, he sees us as worthy Mm -hmm. and he sees us as trustworthy and he sees us as valuable and even Mm -hmm. priceless, I would say. And so if we are accepting that voice in our heads who says, you are useless, there's, there's, it's too late for you now. There's, you know, you've backslid one too many times. No one can depend on you. Let me tell you, friends, that is not God's voice, okay? It's not God's voice. And I think a lot of times we have to help our kids with this, too. You know, they're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And my kids tend to kind of beat themselves up whenever they make mistakes. And I'm constantly saying, you know what? That's a mistake. That doesn't Mm -hmm. define who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a mistake. And if you let it define who you are, Mm -hmm. then it will. But the, it, it, it doesn't. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, overall, right, we all make mistakes. Yeah. And it's a process trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Do we have a, a, a moment to um, mention the miracles, some of the miracles that have happened? I, can't, I, I know that we're getting short on time, but um, one of the things that has happened to me um, that I've told so many people about uh, is that I was on a I've, – I've received a lot of healing as well. Those are miracles. But I was on a four-lane highway and fell asleep. Oh, gosh. And it was late at night. I was very tired. And I had prayed that angels would surround my car, that God would send angels. And I didn't see any angels, but they drove my car as I was sleeping because I, I woke on a on the correct highway, a different highway. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Levon, you've had... <laughs> okay, you've no had, more driving at night. Yeah, no, Levon, no more driving okay. at night. You've had some um, powerful things happen in your life mm-hmm. and listening friends... We want you to understand that our God is powerful, and we um, tend to put him in a tiny little box, 
and he doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, and so, Levon, I, I, we, we are, gosh, I don't know how, where does the hour go? Where friends, does it go? Where does the hour go? Okay. Uh, how can our friends get in touch with you? If they're on Facebook, they can go to facebook.com, uh, Levon Thompson Stories, all one word. And if they're not on Facebook and they'd like to contact me through my email, it's levonthompson45 at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to send the links to the eight uh, stories that I've already published. Thank you. I just, that is, and, and friends, I will tell you, it is never too late. Life is a process. God Mm -hmm. is faithful. And, you know, we need to get back into church. We need to find a mentor. LaVon, I love that you shared that you are at at your church Mm -hmm. taking classes on being a mentor. Friends, Mm -hmm. if you're at a church, go and start a class on being a mentor. There are lots of um, programs to learn how to develop into a mentor, how to seek out a mentor, be a mentor, get a mentor. Well, and I would say this, you know, when my husband and I were first married, we were involved in a tiny little church and we were the pretty much the youngest folks in the church. And um, looking back on it, those people were my age now, right? Like they were in their (laughs) 40s and 50s. But my husband and I, we were in our 20s. They scooped us up. They took us out to lunch. They um, had us over for dinner. Mm -hmm. They loved us. Mm -hmm. They just loved us. And that doesn't take a class, right? Mm -hmm. You can love people right where they are. And it's Mm -hmm. as simple as supporting them. Um, calling them, taking them to lunch on a Sunday after church, you know, and that time in our life was so incredibly impactful. And we look back at that and we go, that needs to be us now Mm -hmm. that we need to be scooping up those young people in church and taking them to lunch and, Mm -hmm. and loving on them Mm -hmm. um, because everybody needs that. Mm -hmm. And it's just so, so important. Friends, let's come out of this pandemic. Let's press in. Let's make a healthy impact on those around us. God has done so much for us. We can kind of start flexing what he has given us, how he has equipped us and make a healthy impact for those around us. Friends, you can always email or call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. If you need a Bible, we will send you a Bible. You can visit our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. We've had a fantastic Saturday morning with Mm -hmm. you, friends. We're excited about the summer that God has ahead for you. If you need to if you want to get a hold of us, we'd love to talk with you. We're excited to be with you next uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. We're going to be talking with another friend. Ooh, one of my former players, her mom. So yes. excited. You won't want to miss it, friend. We have great program lined up for you this summer. We're looking forward to doing summer with you on Love Talk. Friends, this is I'm Kathy Endebrock. I'm with Coach Carrie Brinkater. We're looking forward soon to having the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison, with us. And we will see you next Saturday. Saturday at 10 a.m.